Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Black and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. ESPN Chicago app, wherever you may be across the country in this holiday season. Happy holidays to all of you out there. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. If you want to join the show, 312-332-3776. We've been talking a lot of bears so far today. Also, both producers today, Sean Graney and Justin Pottinger, are wearing matching Ugg slippers. And that has incited Slipper Friday as a new ordinance in the office now. Slipper Friday. But are you against slippers in the office like Chris Black? And it's an all-calls welcome Friday. 312-332-3776. Do want to continue this Bears conversation because we've been talking a lot about Justin Fields today. And this is a Bears team that is going to have a decision at the end of the year to make on the quarterback. And I think that when you look at my biggest thing heading into the year was how does Justin Fields close out games? I need to see him lead two-minute drives, lead four-minute drives. How do you perform in the middle eights of games? And for those unaware of what the middle eight is, it's the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half because those are situations where you can put teams away. It was the calling card for Tom Brady was how he dominated in the middle eight. He would get the ball, he would go down, lead a a two-minute drive, and then because the Patriots, whenever they won the toss, would defer – he would go out and then score a touchdown on the opening drive of the second half. And those 10 points are usually enough in that situation of the first half, end of the first half leading into the beginning of the second half that can put teams away. And that's what we need to see more out of Justin. Can he put teams away? Because we haven't seen that. He had chances to put away the Browns, and he didn't. He had chances to put away the Vikings the week before. He ultimately won the game, but he didn't put that team away. He needed to have a comeback drive in that game. And and you tip your hat. He did it. He went out, led the game-winning drive, and that's something that you put in the positive column for him. But you need to see more of that sort of stuff if you're going to ultimately commit to him as the long-term answer at quarterback. So 312-332-3776, if you want to join us here, just to reset some of those numbers with Justin Fields, this has been a dismal last four minutes of the game situation for the Chicago Bears this year. Fields' passer rating is at 22.1, which is last in all of football among the 26 quarterbacks who have thrown at least 20 passes in this situation, which is the last four minutes of the fourth quarter. Next closest is Gardner Minshew, who's at 42.4, so nearly double what Fields' passer rating is in the final four minutes. Josh Allen leads the league with 140.8. Fields also leads the NFL with four interceptions in the final four minutes of the games this year. And only six quarterbacks have thrown for fewer yards. And given the fact that the Bears have been trailing and losing most of these games, 
you'd imagine that number would be a lot higher because he'd be trying to push the ball down the field. You'd be getting some cheap yards too, just some underneath stuff that you let your guys run a little bit and you get softer coverages as well down the stretch. But 312-332-3776, if you want to join us here, Matthew's on the south side. What's up, Matthew? How are we doing, gentlemen? What's going on? Okay, so a couple of points I'm going to try to make, but I'm going to do it via question, so I'm hoping you're up for a brief conversation. Sounds good. Um, the, so it, when, I, when I look at the first, uh, the, the first, having the first overall pick, which it's damn near guaranteed we're going to have, mm-hmm. you look at the failures of teams over the years, over the decades, um, it's when they reach. The, the best player, by most accounts at this point, in the draft in, is, the, uh, is the wide receiver. Marvin Harrison um, Jr. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, he's, a, he's the only right now sure bet. When I'm looking at, if, if, my, if my math is right, if my uh, research is right, the last first round, first overall pick quarterback to win the Super Bowl was, I think it was Matthew Stafford, right? Yes. I'm just um, looking through yeah. the list here. And he was, yeah, mm-hmm. he was drafted in 2009. Before that, it was golf. But it, they, they knew they didn't. it wasn't because of him that they won it. And that's why they were willing to trade him away you know, to the Lions. It um, seemed to have worked out so far for both teams. But it is such a gamble. I don't know where – I'm not saying that Justin is there, but there is the potential to develop him. He does have the skill set. My fear is that they do draft Caleb Williams, who to me comes across as a smaller version of Justin Fields, but with a slightly crummier attitude. Um, and, and that scares me. Uh, the you, you, you look at Justin when he was the most successful. If you you know if you're looking at his college career versus his NFL career, obviously much more successful in college than he has been so far in the NFL. But what did he have in, in college that he doesn't have here? He had two amazing wideouts. I mean, he ended up right mm-hmm. uh, early yeah, both, dra- early both round draft first rounders, right? yeah, yeah. And and arguably one of the greatest offensive lines ever assembled in college football. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't scramble. He didn't run. His his passer rating um, was is one of the highest on record in in college football of all time. When he was, I'm not saying that he deserves this. Uh, he's shown us enough that that he deserves all this. But there's what's the harm in taking a sure bet wide receiver? And a another offensive lineman who should be a blue chip, building it up, and if and when it doesn't, it, it, it falls through, and Justin's not the right guy. Whoever it is that takes his place, regardless of that's a free agent, a trade, or through a future draft, he's he just walks into a ready-made situation. If the Bears do the, you know, if they actually get the right guy, that's that's the other complication in all this is the fact that anything they touch is wrong. I mean, it's. They're George Costanza. It's it's just it's too consistent. They they're wrong at every level. And you're going to mention that it's a new regime and it's a new president, all the way down. But we've been through that. We've gone through this. You know, the, over the decades, we've gone through this many times. There's no evidence that this is going to be different than the others. But my point being, and I'll sum it up with this. And I you know again, I appreciate the time. But what is the harm in grabbing the only potentially only sure bet in the draft? A six-four wide receiver who's who may be better than his Hall of Fame father. Here's what I would say: blue chip offensive line. Go ahead. If you if you allow me to play devil's yeah, advocate please. here, Matthew. Okay, yeah, so first go. of all, to your first point about like 
the quarterbacks who win the Super Bowl that are the number one overall pick, like Joe Burrow yeah. was a drive away, right? He put, he gave oh, his yeah. team a lead late, and and that we're rewinding to to four years ago, and I think like Joe Burrow, if you can find that guy at the top, it makes the rest of your life easier. Like if you oh, absolutely if you find like let's say Caleb Williams is this all world guy and you have him on your team now. Well, you don't have to go break the bank to get these top-line receivers as much. I'm not saying you have to do what the Chiefs are doing because I think they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's why they lead the league in drop percentage right now. But you don't have to go out and spend all that sort of money there. And especially if you've got them on a rookie deal, like that's your cheat code there to winning Super Bowls is getting guys on rookie deals or reduced salary deals that help you win Super Bowl. It's part of why Tom Brady was so successful. He didn't hog the salary cap, so he could go out and the Patriots could go out and acquire talent to have around Brady. So that so, so that would be worth, one of we don't go ahead. I'm sorry, real quick. For what it's worth, we don't know what Justin Fields is going to want if they keep him around. I mean, at this point, both sides, you know, he might consider it a favor unless he wants out too, which then it's just, you know, then if it's a bad relationship, it's a bad relationship. I'm just saying there's to reach, to waste a number one overall pick when there is one player out there that is the consensus best player and waste it instead on a reach where we could be having this exact same conversation in three years, to me just seems wasteful. I would, I would build that. I build that offensive line up. I build the wide receiver crew up. And then, regardless of who's standing back there, they have a chance of succeeding. Who's the kid in um, Murray in um, Kyler Murray, Arizona? Yeah, yeah. he'll be here this his weekend. Best season. There you go. Mm-hmm. His best season when 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 he earned his his ridiculous contract mm-hmm. was when he had uh, Fitzgerald, one of the you know one of the all time great wide receivers. He made that quarterback look. He made him. Well, that was at the end of Larry Fitzgerald. See, I would say DeAndre Hopkins probably helped out Kyler Murray a little bit I'm more sorry, than Hopkins. that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Hopkins. And, mm-hmm. But he had two guys, two studs. To th- he didn't have to be good. He just had to throw the ball up. And he did, and he got paid. It, I'm just saying there's no guarantee that Car- Caleb Williams is that guy or that Jeez um, uh, uh, May uh, from uh, Drake May, yeah. From Carolina, yeah, Drake May mm-hmm. from Carolina, the the, the basketball college. Um, it's it's to me, it's just too much of a gamble to waste that pick. If they're if they're, you know, if they're going to do it, at least trade out of that spot, then collect another couple others because I think they might need it, and and then pick one of the later quarterbacks. Because if you look through the history of the Super Bowl, the guys who show up, and actually not just show up, but the guys who help get their team there. Um, they they are not rare. It's very rare that they were the number one pick. Hell, it's very rare that they were the top five pick. All right, thanks for the call, Matthew. Appreciate it. I, I would push back. Like you look at, you just want to get to the Super Bowl, and because once you get to that game, you've got a chance. And you look at some of these guys who have been drafted recently as quarterbacks, number one overall. Quite a few have gone to the Super Bowl. Like you look at Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, like. These are guys that are drafted first overall at the quarterback position that have made it work and gone to the Super Bowl. Listen, if you get to the Super Bowl, that's a successful season. That's a beyond successful season right there. Because if you're good enough to get there, you've got a chance in the game. And that, to me, is why 
I'm still in on drafting a quarterback first overall if the situation presents itself that way here in a couple of months. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lou is at O'Hare. What's up, Lou? Well, hey, I I kind of disagree with you there because it to me it's pretty obvious that it's the offensive coordinator. Luke Getze might be a great guy, but he is definitely not a great coordinator. And you know this because the Bears, most of the season long, their first scripted plays, when they have a script to go off of and they have a balance of running and passing and they're running in different places and in different ways, they've been majorly successful all year long. After that, when they get off of the script, it's like they don't they, they can't match up. Luke Getze cannot match up with Brian Flores or these twenty five year old you know twenty year uh, uh, twenty year veteran defensive coordinators. He just can't do it. On top of it, I don't think he has uh, an idea of how to run a good system for. Uh, for uh, for our man, he he just doesn't have the that the site to do it. He's got his system, but he can't develop. He can't uh, uh, get his his system to uh, to work for fields, right? Because it's just not the same. They are oil and vinegar. You know, they do not match, and they it's. It's been obvious in Chicago we've rarely ever had a good offensive coordinator. That's why, you know, quarterbacks come here to die because we haven't had good play callers or offensive coordinators. And, I mean, if you had to describe, you know, his offense, how would you describe his offense? You know, I'm asking you. Yeah. How would you describe his offense? Thanks. Thanks for the call, Lou. I don't think it's as bad as people are saying it is. Like, the thing about Luke Getze is that he's dialed up some really good plays in some really good situations. And you can point to the first 15. Well, that's a credit to Luke Getze. He's the one that is one of the major contributors to building out that first 15 game script that the Bears have been really successful on. And it's like, it's the same. It works both ways with Justin, too. Like, Justin Fields doesn't get the credit for delivering a beautiful ball to Robert Tunyon or Tyler Scott when they drop the football. He doesn't get the credit because it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, even though he probably should. Well, guess who also doesn't get the credit in those situations? Luke Getze. Luke Getze isn't the one that gets the credit for dialing up a beautiful play on fourth and one when they go for it last week against Cleveland and... Your quarterback just can't win that battle to the edge, and Darnell Mooney misses a block, and DJ Moore's wide open, and the quarterback doesn't see it. Like That's the problem with it, is we don't acknowledge the moments where Getze probably should be given a little bit of credit. I'm not telling you he's God's gift to offensive football. He's not. But I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. And I think he has been the one that has sort of tailored some of these game plans and actually put the Bears in more positions to succeed than people think. It's not brilliant. It's a B product, I think, of what he's putting together. But at the end of the day, I don't think any of it really matters all that much because at the end of the season, he's probably going to be gone along with Matt Eberflus. 
And even if Eberflus somehow is back next season, probably a good chance that Luke Getze won't be a part of that equation. So 312-332-3776. Let's go to the other airport. Dave's in Midway. What's up, Dave? Hello. What's going on? Can you hear me? I got you. Loud and clear, Dave. Very cool. First time caller ever. My point is, I think the issue is that we lost our defensive coordinator like three weeks into the season. We have our head coach, who's a great innovator in defense, who made our defense so much better. But at the end of the game, he switches to the offense to control the offense, and that's not working. What's working is I think we need to keep these people in place, but we need a defensive coordinator that is going to go in line with Matt Eberfuss's plan. If we have that, we don't need Matt Eberfuss to go here, go there. He can be the CEO of the Bears instead of we have to keep going back and forth. And on other callers, I agree. For some reason, Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields are not hooking up. I don't know what the reason is, but they're not. And I see at the end of games, our defense fades. Instead of being strong, which they were three to four quarters, they fade away. And I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. You have a good night, Dave. I I just think that part of it is, like, Alan Williams is a, quote-unquote, Matt Eberflus disciple. This defense didn't look anything like this earlier in the season. Now, you can point a lot of that to Montez Sweat, and maybe how would Alan Williams have done with Montez Sweat? That's a whole other question that you can put out there. But at the end of the day, Matt Eberflus is probably just a really good defensive coordinator, and that's his ceiling as an NFL coach. He's a good defensive coordinator when he's ultimately fired by the Bears, whether it's this year, whether it's further down the road. My preference would be this year. Whenever he's gone, he'll land an NFL defensive coordinator job because of the fact that he can point to everything that he's done with the Bears this season and say, look how bad we were last year and look how I flipped it when I got a little more talent in there. So that's to me why I think that we will still see plenty of Matt Eberflus. He'll be a DC somewhere. I mean, hell, Matt Nagy landed on his feet, right? I would say that we've seen... Eberflus do more with the defense than we ever saw Nagy do with the offense. So, again, he's not an NFL head coach. All right? It is what it is. Not everyone's cut out to be one. And Matt Eberflus is looking like that right now. He'll probably go somewhere in the offseason and be a hell of a DC somewhere. I mean, he was a great DC with the Colts. Had a very disciplined unit. They got turnovers. They got to the quarterback. And he'll just bring that somewhere else. So it'll be a good riddance thing, but that he's ultimately not a head coach. 312-332-3776. More of your calls when we come back here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. 
This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. this Friday night, Friday before Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Hopefully some of you are getting all your last minute shopping done. You still have a few days. You guys procrastinators? Are you guys get it done early? What's what's Sean and Justin here with us today? Oh, I'm a 100% procrastinator. Are you? I still got to do some stuff uh, tomorrow. I finished mine today. I should, I'm all wrapped up. I'm, I'm good to go. You see what I did there? Ah, I'm, 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 I'm good to go. Yeah. I, for the first time, wrapped everything up before December, pretty much. Not wrapped Ooh. everything, but, like, finished my shopping before Yeah, December. you got the shopping done? Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're chilling now. There you we're go. chilling. We're in a good spot right now. I like where I'm at right now. So, um yeah, we'll, we'll t- I've got a Christmas question for you guys coming up in a little bit, too. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight here on this All Calls Welcome Friday. We go to Rob in Oak Park. What's up, Rob? What up, man? One on the Bears and then one on my Bulls. All right. As far as the, as far as the Bears go, to me, uh, they're definitely moving off, Justin. I think he's talented. I think he's a could be a legit starter in this league. But I don't think this is going to be the place for him. When you got a supposed generational talent like Caleb Williams, you're going to go in that direction. And to me, the perfect fit for Fields would be uh, Atlanta. You put him in that system in indoors where he's from. You give him B. John Robinson. You give him those weapons on the outside with Pitts. They're not that far away, and they're they're in a crap division. But you put him in a, in Atlanta Falcons. I think they would be better off. And I think they they gave multiple second round picks probably. And I just think that's the direction he's going because I don't think it's going to happen for him here in Chicago. And so both parties would be better off. And hopefully Caleb Williams will be the guy. And um, if you're the Bears, instead of recycling coaches, make the god offer father to Harbaugh. If he turns it down, then you go in the direction of Ben Johnson. That's where I like to see the Bears go, mm-hmm. offensive direction of mind with Caleb Williams. And hopefully, finally, the Bears can happily have their franchise quarterback going forward and i didn't think that's the direction they need to go um and one of my uh bulls and i want to get your perspective on that mm-hmm. too i went to the game uh against the lakers and it's yeah it's so obvious to me this team is so much better off with zach levine i know he's a superstar to me he's not better I think off he's a with really him or player. without him no better off without him. okay i think he's flashy he he does a lot of highlight reels makes you know plays that can drop your jaw open but He's just not a winning player, and I just think you see it again now with him out. The team just flows so much better when he's out there. Kobe White can be an absolute stud for this team, and I think they could be a legit playoff team, and you see the way he opens the lanes up for guys like like DeRozan and Alex Caruso is allowed to shine, and then Patrick Williams is a huge one, and Boots in the paint. I just think overall, what do you do if you're the Bulls? Because you're stuck with that maximum contract. And if you believe what Woj says, they're not really a demand for, for Levine. What can you really do? Because he's set to come back soon, and you're just going to go back forward. And I would just hate to see that for the Bull team because I just think they play better, and they can finally be a playoff team without him. But 
unfortunately, you're tied down with that terrible contract, and you're probably not going to have any takers. Uh, there was the rumor about the Lakers. I don't believe that though. They don't. They don't want. They don't want Zach Levine. They want Caruso back, but we got to keep Caruso. So, what do you do, man? Because you're stuck with that contract, and it looks like there's not that much demand. Um, what do you do if you're the uh, if you're the Bulls? Thanks for the time, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Rob. Uh, I'll go one at a time here. All right, so his Bears thoughts about with Caleb and stuff. Listen, generational or not, like at the end of the day, you are in position to have the number one overall pick. And what a lot of evaluators are saying is that Caleb Williams is their number one prospect on their board. When you look across the guys like Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, they're still in on the Caleb Williams train. And if you've got a chance to go get a guy like that, I think you do have to roll the dice on it. Because, listen, you're you're rolling the dice no matter what you do, whether it's Justin Fields or it's Caleb Williams. If you're going to roll the dice and the payoff could be the same thing, why would you not take the cheaper option at this point? Even if things, let's say that Caleb Williams' ceiling is Justin Fields, whatever Justin accomplishes in the NFL moving forward, you have to take Caleb Williams in that instance because you can build a better team around him and you can reset everything, coach, OC, all that stuff. It's all going to be simpatico at that point. It's all going to be under one umbrella in the right spot. So I think that's what you have to do. It's If Caleb does end up flaming out, it sucks, right? A lot of teams have drafted quarterbacks poorly before. But they keep going at it, keep going at it. I think a perfect example is the Buffalo Bills. They've drafted quarterbacks very poorly before. And then you found Josh Allen. And then things began to work for your team. So, And then to his Bulls point, too, I'm at the point now with Zach Levine. I don't care. Like, if you get something for him, great. Just get him out of here. Get him out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the Zach Levine stuff. I was never really in on the Zach Levine experience beforehand. And now you're seeing just how truly bad it is. And people like to say, oh, well, they were forced into getting Zach Levine, this max deal. You had to keep him. You couldn't let him walk for nothing. Well, you could have signed and traded him if you like. That's just the way max deals work now. Not even max deals. DeMar DeRozan was a sign and trade. The way that you move off of pieces you don't want that are considered commodities within the league is you sign and trade them. That's just the way it works now in this day and age. So listen, the Bulls are a much better team. They're a much better watch these days. And I'm not sitting here telling you they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're making some deep playoff run, but they're not just winning. They're beating good teams. They're beating teams like the Bucks. And even when they don't beat the Bucs, they're hanging with the Bucs. They're beating and hanging with the Miami Heat. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Say what you want about the in-season tournament, but you beat the in-season tournament champion, Los Angeles Lakers, with LeBron James. Like, you're doing stuff there. So I think that's all worth mentioning with what's going on with the Chicago Bulls here. 312-332-3776. Tio's in Elgin. What's up, Tio? Hey, Tyler, how are you doing? What's going on? Much. Uh, I want to say first, uh, Merry Christmas. I wish you a happy year. year. Like, Thank you. Merry you. Christmas and Happy New Year to you and yours as well, T.O. Thanks. Well, my question is about um, your fandom. Like, 
you're a Chicago fan. I just want to know what is your favorite team from Chicago? How you rank it? Like, you know, first, first, like, I mean, for me, the Bears the first, the Chicago Fire, the, the Chicago Cubs, uh, and then the Chicago um, uh, Hawks. So I want to know how you rank your fandom in Chicago, and I'll hang out and listen. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tio. Um, how I would rank my fandom. So I think it's kind of shifted a little bit since I've grown older, but growing up, my number one was always the Bulls. I, I went to a lot of Bulls games as a kid, so the Bulls were always my number one. But now, the way that I would go about it is the Cubs are my number one. I'm a Cubs season ticket holder. I go to a lot of games, live by the ballpark. Like, that is my number one. The Cubs are my number one right now. My number two would be the Bears. Number three would be the Bulls. Then I would go Blackhawks after that. I'm Listen, I, I am... A hockey fan in every sense of the word, right? I, I'm there when the going's good, and I'm not when the going's not. So I, I am. That's just the way I operate there. I, I like the. I like when the Hawks are good. I'll follow. Hopefully, we've got some of those years coming up with Connor Bedard. But for right now, um, Cubs are my number one. That's just the way I am, and it's reflected in where it's kind of reflected like where my money goes too, right? I'm put, I'm investing in tickets for the team, so that is my number one. And even if I wasn't invested in tickets with the team, that still right now would probably be my number one. More of your calls when we come back. Tyler Rocky in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight. If you want to join us here, 312-332-3776. Talking Bears and more with you on this holiday Friday here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Bleck and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. You can take us in your pocket with you on the ESPN Chicago app, wherever you download your apps from. Great to when you're on the go. Maybe you need, uh, sometimes you could, if you are out of range or if you're out of state too, you can always plug in that ESPN Chicago app, hook it up to your car, all that good stuff. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here, talking a lot of bears with you, Tyler Rocky in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight here on ESPN 1000. Mo is in Frankfurt. Mo, long time no speak. How are you? How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and uh, Happy Holidays to everybody else. Happy Holidays to you as well. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm kind of disturbed about this whole Bears schedule. Why would they put the Bears game... 3.25 p.m. Mm. on New Year's Eve. On Christmas Eve. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Why, 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 why? Like, I don't get that. Anyways, it is what it is. So I got that going. And then uh, here's the thing. I About the criticism that they're talking about Justin Fields, I don't think it's a criticism. I think it's a challenge you know mm, what I mean? That's what I go. learned. Be on, be on air. Lace up your boots, right? Dig a little deeper. 
Yeah, I'm going through IMS, which is uh, Illinois Media School. All right. And they don't criticize me. They challenge me. And that's what we're tuned Look to. Look at you. Kid. Challenge the so, man, right? Challenge him. Don't, yeah. don't criticize him. And that's all I got to say to you. All right. And that's the thing. You know, the the whole uh, schedule sucks. I don't know why they put him on 325 on Christmas Eve. Come on. What are we doing, right? Christmas Eve dinner. I mean... I don't know if you have tickets. Do you have tickets? I don't have tickets. No. I got six of them. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, good luck. <laughs> hey, hey, Mo. Listen, any, any show notes, Mo? Um, you know challenge what? me. I, Come on. Give me a challenge here. You know, when I talk about show notes, it's mostly about the shows. But now it's mostly about the Bears. Mm. And some of the show notes that I have about the Bears, it's like, can you catch the ball, please? Just catch the ball. Like, I mean, Justin Fields is doing his whatever he does, and he does it, and then he throws the ball. And then next thing you know, Mooney's dropping it, and T.J. Moore dropped the touchdown. And, you know, at least Clement came up with a touchdown. That's yeah. okay. Now... My show notes is not, uh, how would you say, because most of you guys are gone, are, are off. You know, Yurko's awesome. Um, what about Black? Black well, worked today. Waddle and Sylvie did. worked today. Yeah, they did. They did good. They did good. Waddle, uh, Sylvie uh, kind of hated on me oh. uh, a little bit because uh, mm. of the fact, like, listen, if you cook dinner, you cook Thanksgiving dinner, and you're you wake up four thirty in the morning, and you make a Thanksgiving dinner, and you do all the stuffings and all the s- stuff on the sides. Don't you eat it? Yes. And then what do you do? Sit down and watch some football. But who's cleaning it? Mm, that's right. The wife. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he didn't like that. He was like, "No, you got to clean that too." I was like, "No, bro." Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll tell you something. Um, let me tell you something. So I had a birthday party for my kids. Mm-hmm. I got twins. They're Happy nine birthday years old. to them. Yes. So it was the day after Thanksgiving. So I had to make another turkey. And I had to make another. We did a taco bar and all this stuff. Oh. And I had 30 kids running around the whole house. I was like, oh, my God. Guess what? I cleaned afterwards. Look so I want to tell Sylvie that. So next week I'll talk to him. My All wife right. probably him. She they they actually made my wife come on the radio. Yeah, I was there for that. And Dion and Sylvie was on, and they were like, "Oh, they're talking about this and that." Mo shouldn't be a okay. Come on. So I did it. So uh, give me a pat on the back at least. But anyways, hey, I love your show. You're doing a great job, Tyler. Um, um, good guy in the back. Behind the window, <laughs> Sean is Sean, doing yep. awesome. Sean's doing work. Yeah, so is Justin putting in the work. We love it. All right, thanks, Mo. Appreciate it. One more time, just for you. All right, that's Mo and Frankfurt here. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here, Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight. Let's go to Mike in Lombard. What's up, Mike? 
Hey, Tyler, how are you? I'm good. What's going on? All right, here's the deal. Here's why I think you're missing this. First of all, the trade. Just take Fields out of the equation. Mm -hmm. You can't give up two extra number ones after the flip and two to three more picks uh, for for a maybe. Um, if Wait, what do Justin you mean Fields give up picks? No one knows if Kale Williams is going to work out. So basically taking Justin Fields out of the equation, you're basically in a position that hasn't happened in two years where you can get a boatload of picks on a rebuilding team. Two new, two additional number ones and those extra two or three for Kale Williams when we don't know how he's going to do. And then if the next year or two you don't want Fields, you still have those players. Secondly, when you bring up about what Fields has done, everyone brings up the history of it. Fields, they came out with a study, 35 games. He basically had 21 of those wins. The losses, the majority of them were because of the defense. Um and the offense, then, you could look Where at... Where is this study? It came out. They just went through all 35 of his starting oh, games. Oh, from Dan Weeder? Weider? Yeah, yeah. If you go through every game, uh, you know, a lot of those games, Justin, and I could go through a, a bunch of them. You know, Miami, he, he basically beat uh, Dallas. He scored 29 defense, gave a 40, put 30 on uh, uh, a game against Green Bay. This year he beat Denver. Miami scores 31. So it's not tennis. You can't blame him for a defense. Then the other thing, and this, I'll ask you this question and see what you say. What I don't understand is people talk about, get, you know, he's a quarterback's coach. He basically was shining Aaron Rodgers' shoes. He, 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 didn't, he, he didn't call plays in Green Bay, so we gave him a shot. Our quarterback basically said, it's the coach. What I don't understand is with all the situation we're in, if you have the right scheme, we've seen what Justin Fields can do. He basically told you it was a quarterback's coach. He's had no defense, no line, no receivers until this year. Um, why is anybody given a quarterback's coach with no resume the benefit of the doubt versus a quarterback when this, this team for 40 years has never had a quarterback? And if we get rid of this guy and get a guy who's not good and go back three years, well, we can, we can change this in two years. It's only $6 million next year. And then the fifth year, if we want, is a little more. And we have all those picks. It's literally insanity to, 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 to give this guy up when, when just the excitement factor alone for a maybe guy in college who no one knows what's going to happen. When Justin Fields, and I'll tell you this, if you look at the history of the last few years, if you put any of these so-called great quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, on the Bears, anybody, everybody who comes on these shows, Corey Wooten, Tim Jenkins, Chase Daniels, they all come on and they say, hey, this has nothing to do with Justin Fields, the players, top 100, because they understand. Micah Parsons came out the other day and said, this guy's phenomenal. So this isn't tennis, guys. And, again, switch out um, – uh, Getsy and get him a real play caller and see what he can do. And then if he, you know, overthrows everybody, which some of you guys think he's doing, which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, Poles came out and said he wants to take the North. Justin Fields in the offense basically beat Detroit twice. We'll see what happens in Green Bay. But to get rid of this guy, like I said, with, with, with the team he's had, and he basically told you the, the, the quarterbacks coach that it's his problem. So, I'm just, I just want you to, to answer why guys like you and a lot of people are giving a nobody quarterbacks coach the benefit of the doubt over a potential Phenom quarterback.
Yeah, I appreciate the phone call there, Mike. Here, here's what I would say to that is the offense that Luke Getze wants to run and the, the tree that he's off of, it's working almost everywhere in the NFL. It's working in San Francisco. It's working in L.A. with the, with the Rams. It's working in Miami. Like, it's working across the league. It's working in Houston. That's what he wants to run. And it's working in those places. But it's not working here. So if the template is there and it's working in all these different places across the league, why isn't it working here? That's what I would ask you. Because it's working everywhere else, it seems like, that it's touching. So... 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your calls and wrap things up here. Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Yeah. Thank you to Sean Graney and uh, Justin Pottinger, the Slipper crew, today for producing today's show. Slipper Fridays. It's a thing now. We're doing it. Mark it down every Friday. Bring your slippers. Big year for the like Slipper. Slipper Friday. Slipper Friday. Keep it locked. Don't let Black tell you you can't because the bosses have said you can. Appreciate you all tuning in tonight. Thank you to everyone who has called and voiced their thoughts here on tonight's show. If you want to try to squeeze your way in here at the end, 312-332-3776. And happy holidays to everyone out there listening on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, watching on Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff. We thank you and are looking forward to more in 2024 with you. Uh, let's go to Joey G in Melrose Park. Joey, what's going on? Tis the season to be jolly. Indeed it is, Joseph. How are you, Tyler? I'm great. What's going on, Joey? How's the family? They are fantastic. Thank you for asking. How's yours? Good. Well, what's left of us, we're okay. Glad um, to hear. It's time to, change the, it's time to change the ingredients in the soup. Mm. And the three ingredients are Justin Fields, Getsy, and Eberflutes. They yep. got to go. We go get Caleb. And uh, everything's a risk in the NFL. Anything's possible. So we go get the number one QB. We'll still have a number five pick for a receiver. And hopefully we can get the kid from Penn State for the center. All right. Sounds like a pretty good plan there, Joey. I got to run, all right? Happy holidays to you and your family, all right? Peace out. Later, Joey. That's Joey G in Melrose Park. We got to be quick here down the stretch. Doug is in Woodstock. What's up, Doug? Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you, Doug. What's going on? Hey, I'm just super curious as to why you guys think that Eberflus uh, is not a head coach. And I was thinking about... Coach Belichick, for example, who's, you know, you, you can't refute the fact that he's uh, one of the greatest of all times. I looked it up, and he's, his first year, for example, was five mm-hmm. wins and 11 losses. I'm just a big fan of, of chemistry, and I'm starting to see the team play real well 
chemistry-wise. Certainly there's a few drops by the receivers, but I'm excited to see where they're heading, actually. I'll hang up and let you respond. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Doug. I think, listen, I'm excited for the direction that the Bears are going in heading into next season, but Matt Eberflus cannot be a part of the equation because when you have multiple historic losses, there's three of them that are utter collapses, that's on the head coach. You got to just be better than that. Matt's in London. Wrap us up, Matt, on the ESPN Chicago app. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays to you, too. Yeah, so basically, I don't think Eberflus or Getsy will be back next year, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, number one, his records obviously are not good enough. Secondly, um, he's had two big HR problems. You know, we've got coaches who have supposedly not done right things, and they've obviously had to go. And Warren is going to hold some, someone accountable. And Poles is not going to be that person who's going to be held accountable. Secondly, I think Justin Fields is going to be traded to the Atlanta Falcons. He's an Atlanta kid, and I think he will want to go there. And I'm not saying that he's got a say in that, but they need a quarterback. And that's what I think think will happen. Happy holidays. Love you guys. Happy holidays, Matt. Appreciate you listening from across the pond out there in London. So thank you to everyone who called in and participated today. I do want to say off of Matt's point there, I I agree. I don't think we're going to see any of the, the three ingredients, as Joey G in Melrose Park called them, Eberflus, Getze, Fields. I think they're all gone at the end of the year. So happy holidays to everyone. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah. I'll be back with Black on Sunday for the Bears pre-pregame show with you from 11 to 1.30 right here on ESPN 1000. We'll be talking all things Bears, getting you ready for the Bears and the Cardinals 325 kickoff at Soldier Field. That's going to do it for us tonight. Tyler Rocky saying happy holidays to you and yours. This is ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Christmas forests and choose from hundreds of trees ready to take home. Shop thousands of holiday decor items in our Christmas market. And right now, during our Home for the Holidays sales event, you can save up to 70% and get 0% financing for 60 months. See store for details. Get great deals on a new hot tub, pool table, trampoline, and more. And always get our lowest price. American Sale, helping you bring the fun home. The perfect fusion of strength, skill, and pure willpower. Professional bull riders aren't just athletes. They're daredevils with cowboy souls. Come experience the true modern West, where eight seconds of glory will create a lifetime of memories. It's the Tractor Supply Company PBR at Allstate Arena, January 12th and 13th. Tickets now at PBR.com and Ticketmaster. Tito's Handmade Vodka on Game Day? Pour me in, coach. From a seat in the stands to the best seats on the couch, root for your favorite team with your favorite team spirit. No matter who's on your roster, lineup, or lucky jersey, make Tito's your first-round bottle pick. Whose house? Tito's house. Find cocktail recipes for every fan at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. 
Don't miss out on the best gaming in Chicagoland. Hard Rock Casino Northern Indiana, where we're sure to have the action you crave. The choice is yours with a world-class selection of over 1,700 slots and 80 table games. Enjoy some of your favorite games like Blackjack, Roulette, Craps, and Baccarat. A roll of the dice or a spin of the reels and you could be a winner. Live life at max volume at Hard Rock Casino Northern Indiana. Just off exit 6, I-80-94. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Live from the Old National Bank State Street.